The statements and theories expressed on Booze Clues are those of the investigators and not necessarily shared by the Geeks Under the Influence Network or associated properties, venues, and sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Please drink responsibly. We want you to enjoy the show, not be one of its headlines. In true crime podcasts, alcohol-based offenses are considered especially hilarious. In Richmond, Virginia, the dedicated detectives who investigate these drunken incidents are members of an elite squad known as the Booze Clues. Every evening when the sun goes down, get with my party and I begin to cry. I don't care what the people are thinking. I'm not drunk. I'm just a drink. I say I'm up. Richmond, Virginia, give it up! Thank you so much for coming out for another evening of Booze Clues Live here in the dark room in the Scots Edition in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, thank you so much. We've been doing this here for 11 months. That's right, next month we'll make one year, our one year anniversary of doing Booze Clues here in the dark room. So I want everybody to give it up for the dark room for being so great and uh, really backing up local podcasts and letting us do this crazy thing. We deeply appreciate it. I am Mike the Hobbit Bickett, the uh, host of Booze Clues and the founder of the Geeks Under the Influence Media Network, a network that has 10 podcasts, all locally produced, as well as live events and uh, all sorts of weird stuff that we do around town. So check that out at GYPodcast.com for information on stuff like this. Trivia nights, curated movie nights, uh, live podcasts, uh, and all the regular podcasts that we do. It's wild <laughs> what we're doing and uh, part of it is because of people like you that support local podcasting so give yourselves a hand yeah. what we try to do is give you an idea of uh you know this is kind of a hybrid of both a live improv comedy show and a podcast so uh we have a combination of podcasters entertainers comedians that come up and help us investigate quote unquote talk shit on basically uh, drunken headlines from the previous month. All these stories are within a month old or a whereabouts of a month old. So these aren't through history. This is all the weird shit that happened in the past month. And we picked the best ones. Now, the ones that we choose are usually ones where nobody gets really seriously hurt because it's no fun. It's like, yeah, and then he killed three kids. That's not really... The, the, yeah, that's not... That's not fun. To me. This is just people being boneheads. That's kind of the whole point of this is to... Stories that you're, you can absolutely see yourself or your friends doing at some point, or maybe have done and got away with it. Who knows? Or didn't. And maybe I'll be reading about you tonight. Who knows? So uh, be, without further ado, let's get started with the show. The first person up is the newest showrunner on the Geeks Under the Influence Network. Uh, she is the runner of Deeply Upsetting, a podcast where we, uh, her and I both explore the most upsetting hypothetical quandaries that are given to us by our listeners. So... We've got two full episodes and a trailer episode out right now. Uh, you can find links at gypodcast.com. Let's give it up for Amy Bogard. Hello. Hello. Welcome to uh, Booze Clues yet again. This is your second time being it here. It is, yeah. And uh, you are now officially a showrunner on the GUI network. Yeah, that's why. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, deeply upsetting is so much fun to do, and yes. part of it is because we are ridiculous. When we were a little, stuff. yeah. So I'm ex- interested to see what we do with this story because this is not only a ridiculous <laughs> story, but it's also kind of adorable. It is truly adorable yeah. and ridiculous, which is exactly kind of what we're aiming for. Aiming deeply for. upsetting. So, so we can. Apropos. So if you could read me the headline of the story that we're going to be investigating here. All right. So the headline is: uh, Pigs break into supermarket, smash bottles, and help themselves to whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> So fucking relatable. It really is. <laughs> this is also reminiscent of a story that was the inspiration for Booze Clues. Many of you have seen the story of a wild boar that got into beer and then fought a cow. <laughs> <laughs> that story single-handedly inspired this podcast to start. So this is definitely like a callback to that story. Though this is very recent. This is from the 7th of January of 2020 uh, in uh, Timon, Siberia. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is from the metro.co.uk, and uh, the story goes, we all know the story of the three little pigs. All right, settle down. <laughs> uh, but it took a dramatically different turn when it played out in real life. I don't remember whiskey be par- being part of the three pigs story. <laughs> I wish it was. Although it would be great if that was the thing where the, the big bad wolf was just like the drunk uncle pig. It's like, <laughs> you're acting like a real wolf right now, Dan. <laughs> I mean, it would have ended a lot less tragically and a lot more stupid. You haven't met my Uncle Dan. Ooh, yeah, yeah that's right. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, and that's more meth, but uh, that's, a, that's a different podcast. <laughs> totally different story. That's the Florida Man yeah. podcast. Um, <laughs> so a mother and two piglets escaped from their farm and went for a night on the sauce in the Siberian city. On the, on the sauce. Uh, in the Siberian city of Tyumen. I love whoever wrote this because they were like, fuck it. I'm writing the pig, the drunk pig story. I'm going to lean all the way in. Do you think anybody in, at the paper is going to be like, I don't think you're taking this story about the pig seriously. <laughs> this was actually tragic. This is fucking journalism. <laughs> and you're treating it like a, like a playground here. This isn't the Daily Mail. It's <laughs> right. metro.co.uk. <laughs> You fucking Jesus, Susan. <laughs> you gotta shit on the Daily Mail. Oh, you got it. to. You gotta. Yeah. Uh, the peg- pigs let loose in the snow before taking refuge from the cold in a local supermarket. Well, I feel that kind of explains it right there. Oh, yeah. Siberian winter. Oh, my God. So. Gotta warm up somehow. I mean, they're like, okay, prison time in a heated set. Well, no, Siberia, so probably not. No. (laughs) Siberian prisons aren't known for being the most cushy. (laughs) They're not? I don't think so. Wow, I've had the wrong idea this whole time. I think that's where they lock up all the people that get called out in an action movie at the the climax. We're like, call the guy from the Siberian prison. (laughs) This is a big burly guy with bad tattoos comes out and fights. (laughs) That's the final boss. (laughs) Yeah. Although it would be great if they just called the drunk pigs out in in an action movie. It's like oinker and squeaky. There we go. <laughs> you have to fight them first to get to the final boss. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's, that's awesome. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Within minutes, the mother pig sniffed out the alcohol aisle. Yeah. Yeah. And used her snout to knock two bottles of cognac on the floor naturally. <laughs> see, I love this because she is taking that like cool mom. You can like drink at my house. It's better to be safe at my place than like go do it elsewhere. And she took it to the next level where she said, listen, I couldn't get a fucking sitter and mama needs a drink. So we're all going. Yeah, right. <laughs> Load up the minivan. We're all going. Also, this <laughs> makes me think that French pigs are not where it's at. They just get you truffles. Like Siberian <laughs> pigs get you fucking booze. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, that's what we've learned here today. (laughs) 
crazy Ivan's backyard shed full of vodka. You're going to find that real quick. Uh, in the spirit of waste not, want not, all three pigs began to lick up their mess. That phrasing just... Uh, there are pigs without whiskey in Africa. You kids get in there. Yeah, Come right. on. You finish your cognac. <laughs> this is the good shit. <laughs> She's raising her kids right. They, yeah. they got taste. Well, you, I mean, in Russia, yeah. Right. I mean, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Lick up their mess and horrified shop staff called for help. <laughs> Who did they call is the question. <laughs> Besides Ivan from the Siberian prison. Yes, Ivan being like, we have pigs that you need to be taken care of. And he's like, I like bacon. This is good. Um, oh, no. <laughs> uh, one customer complained, is this a pigsty or a store, people? All right, Karen. Okay, I have one question for fucking Siberian Karen here. Yeah. Who hurt you? Yeah, right. <laughs> Why are you like this? I'm wondering if it was like a really upset about it or if it was like a Fozzie Bear waka waka moment. Where <laughs> it was like, is this a pigsty or a store? <laughs> and whoever wrote this was like, I guess this is the one piece of serious journalism is that there was a complaint. And Karen is like, God damn it, I thought it was funny. I Imagine, was licking it up too. There are two ways also this story was put on someone's desk. It was either like, fuck you, you're still doing these kinds of stories. Right. Or somebody being like, oh, thank God. After that like quadruple homicide last week, I'm good with this pig story. Please give me the drunk pigs. Like, I'm, I'm a journalist in Siberia. Oh like, my God. This is a delight for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm super into it. <laughs> this is lovely. Uh, as the hogs helped themselves to whiskey... Um, but one shopper had bit more had a bit more sympathy and joked, "We all like to drink at this time of year." I mean, isn't that the truth? I feel like this time of year, you're in fucking Siberia. Right. There is no this time of year for drinking a lot. Well, and if these pigs had to deal with their family like I had to deal with mine, I mean, I was fucking licking whiskey off the floor, too. <laughs> you imagine it's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, settle down. It's March. We don't drink like that in March." <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but it's January. This is Siberia. We have standards. <laughs> this is me seven days into January after I'm like, New Year, new me, everybody. I'm not going to drink whiskey off the floor. <laughs> Catch me at the local supermarket. Seven days later. Jesus. Like, All right. <laughs> uh, the break-in came during a week when most Russians take a long holiday for New Year and Orthodox Christmas Day. Exactly. Like, nobody was working. No. These pigs didn't have to clock in the next day. Let them have it. I'm wondering if that's why the pigs were out in the first place. The farmer took a lot of time off. Right. And the pigs were like, okay, we haven't gotten our weekly whiskey. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to have to go get it ourselves. Our trough of whiskey. Our trough of whiskey. What a dream. By the way, <laughs> if you put that on any signboard in front of a bar now serving troughs of whiskey, I will be there. I will like, also be there. Yeah. And I will bring my pig children. And we will be there <laughs> with fucking bells on. Uh, staff eventually kicked out the pigs and they were later collected by their owner, according to local reports. God, nobody's fun in this story. I do kind of think that this owner, it, considering it was, <laughs> no one's fun in this story. No. Let the pigs have their fun. <laughs> you see, one, one of the uh, customers just goes and is like, I'll drink with you. Yeah. Sits down on the floor, starts plugging away. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. It's a you. It's a me. <laughs> I was on the floor with the pigs. Also, collected the pigs. Right. It sounds like the angry mom that has to go to the police station to bail out their teenage kid for right. being out past curfew. Like, God damn it, oinker. Like, not again. 
<laughs> That's what I say when I call the Uber when me and my girls are like out on a night on the town and it's like 2 a.m. Come collect the pigs. <laughs> we got to oh, be wow. taken back into the pen. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you should be so lucky. It's a fucking blast. <laughs> uh, pigs may have a reputation for being greedy, but they aren't the only animals who enjoy a big night on the, on the sesh. I have never heard that until this article. I, 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 maybe that's a Russian term. Like, I'm going to go on the sesh. <laughs> that means I'm going to drink cognac off, off the, the floor. floor. <laughs> yeah. Avoid the broken glass. We're on the sesh. <laughs> in uh, 2017, a possum broke into a shop in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's <laughs> Russia or Florida. That's <laughs> Russia. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. We've talked about Russians in Florida. That's like, just stay away. Just like, <laughs> let them do whatever they want. They'll leave on their own volition at some point. Imagine, imagine Floridians in Russia. Oh my, they're like, oh, you're our kind of people. Exactly. Here, have some floor cognac. <laughs> uh, broke into a shop in Fort Walton Beach, Florida and proceeded to get hammered on bourbon whiskey. Uh, you might think that would be a lethal for, for a small animal, but the possum was able to handle the booze. Oh, it, sober, it sobered up at Emerald Coast Wildlife Refuge and was later released unharmed. Because even the Florida possums are like, fuck it. See, that's an American hero right there. That is an American hero. Honestly. What I do want to see is maybe like the, the head pig, mama pig. Yeah. And this possum have a drink off. Ooh, hell yeah. Chugging session. It'll be like the 1976... Uh, French-American wine competition that <laughs> you may have seen from the movie Bottle Shocked. Wow. Uh, that is a cool poll. It'll be like that, but with animals drinking from Russia and Florida. Oh, like, I would watch the shit out of that. Uh, that's an ESPN 8 The Ocho type right. of situation there. <laughs> that's on at 2 a.m. You are also hammered on cheaper booze than these pigs were getting hammered on, and you're like, fuck, yeah. All of a sudden, ESPN 8's like, this has got to be a primetime show. The numbers are too good. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's what's happening in Siberia. Good to know. Uh, right now. So Sounds awesome. A little bit more information on Deeply Upsetting. Yes. Where where can we get all that information? Oh, well, we can get it everywhere, honestly. If you look it up on Facebook, Twitter, it's all deeply upsetting. Um, if you obviously go to the GUI podcast website. Um, but please go and submit your questions because that's what we really need to get it going. Um, the worse and most ridiculous, the better, because we will eat that shit up. We absolutely so will. If yeah. you want to hear your question, please submit it on any of those ways. You can also leave a voicemail on the GUI network number that I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, but you can find it on the website. And uh, this is really what we have to look forward to here. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if you can even hear me in this. Uh, uh, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. We have to put it under. There we go. God. Yeah, this is actually the mask that was used in the logo for Deeply Upsetting. Yes. And, uh, so, yeah, we have a couple of these just We just fun. have them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do. I wish this was our merch. I, yeah, I, I wish this really was do. like deeply upsetting branded chicken mask, but no, this is uh, this is straight out. But it was bought on the uh, link to Amazon.com that you can find on the homepage at gypodcast.com. <laughs> Click through that link, and then we get credit for any chicken masks that you end up purchasing. <laughs> Please buy the, uh, multiple for all your pig children. Oh, for all your pig children, yeah. So, uh, I just really wanted to wear a chicken mask on stage. There's no real reason for this besides... God, I cannot breathe in that yeah. fucking thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. We committed to the bit for five seconds. 
there is going to be a point that I die from wearing that too long, and that's going to be my obituary. Oh, like, no. Drunk Don't man worry. was on stage yeah. wearing a chicken mask. I will come up and do the Booze Clues investigation in your honor. I would appreciate Don't that. Don't you worry about Excellent. it. I got you. All right, everybody give it up for Amy Bogart. Thank you. Definitely check out Deeply Upsetting. The show so far, uh, we've got really good numbers on uh, listenership. It's uh, so much fun. And the chicken mask is part of a conversation about uh, somebody that only gets off wearing a chicken suit on our first episode. So, <laughs> yeah, that's give it a listen. <laughs> so the next one, uh, not in Siberia. Uh, this is actually not too far from here. This uh, story comes from James City County in Virginia. And it was brought to us by foxnews.com on the 24th of December, 2019. So this was uh, Christmas Eve that all this went out. Uh, I'm going to get Jake Snyder to come on up. How's it going, man? Uh, doing all right. Uh, can I just say, never wear a chicken mask again. I was just reading my notes and looked back up, and you both had animal faces. I thought I was having an acid flashback. That's amazing. I was going through bat country there for a minute. It's great that I didn't actually plan the timing that way, and it still worked out that well. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the more I can horrify people, the better, which I guess, you know, if you can't make people laugh, at least make them horrified. So. That's my entire act. I just Excellent. scared the shit out of people. Perfect. So... Now, um, we get chairs. I'm pretty sure we're filming this. I'm pretty sure I'm out of frame right now. My head's above the frame. You know, nothing, no, yeah, nothing would give my, uh, nothing would give my friends more uh, joy than to buy me a step stool. Uh. <laughs> they would appreciate that. Uh, this story yeah, comes from James City County. And uh, if you could read the headline of our story we're going to do here. Uh, my pleasure. Drunk Burger King robber steals 300 bucks in cash, drops 80 while fleeing, then ends up drinking at a Hooters. Yeah! Fuck yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a James City County story right there. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds like something I... Was that something I did? I've had a few blackouts here recently. See, that might have been me. That might have been you. I like that... I do like the whole, like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to use the money for Hooters since I dropped some of the money. That's, like, that's perfect. That's any excuse to get to a Hooters, I guess. I, really, I mean, ultimately, like, everybody needs to get to a Hooters. Their own Hooters. <laughs> the Hooters in their heart at some point. <laughs> this robbery did not go according to plan. Well, no shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's an amazing first line. Same first line for Reservoir Dogs, I believe. This yeah, robbery so. did not go to plan. Could you imagine if that's how this ended, too? The oh, my God, amazingly. <laughs> Like in the Hooters. Just this is a three-way Mexican standoff yeah, between right. like the one waitresses and him and the policeman, I guess. All right, so no more wings then. Okay, well, let me know if you need anything, darling. <laughs> a California man pleaded guilty to robbing a Burger King in September. Good choice, Burger King. That's yeah. a good one because you can't, don't want to rob something too high up because there's going to be too many people. You can't rob a McDonald's or like a Chick-fil-A or something like that. There's too many witnesses. You know, you can't build that. But you can't go too low either. Can't rob a Roy Rogers. The best you're going to get or, is like... Or a Captain D's. No, yeah, yeah Captain D's. best you're going to get is like 20 bucks and maybe the cashier's gauges and that's the best you're going to come you out with in that church. situation. <laughs> Jesus. I can sell this shit afterwards. Yeah, right. Long-term thinking. You try to rob a church's chicken, they just give you the business. Like here, just have <laughs> the church's chicken. Clearly, you have uh, a better business intel than we do here. Take it. Yeah, clearly. You, you have some chutzpah we don't have here, so just go <laughs> ahead and see what you can do with this crap. Um, <laughs> 
A California man pleaded guilty to robbing the Burger King in September. He was reportedly trying to steal enough money to stay at a hotel for the night, but didn't make off with enough cash. Now, this is where I had to do a little uh, math here. Okay, hang on a minute. So he's going to uh, he's coming from California, planning this trip all the way to Virginia, and to, what was this, uh, James City County? Yeah. Doesn't have enough cash for a hotel? One thing, that's something you should probably think of before you trek across the country to go somewhere. Yeah. Am I going to have enough cash to stay around? Also, how much cash does it take to stay in this fucking James City? In James County? City County. Yeah, this is not like the high dollar end kind of... Nah. Like, I'm sure a motel isn't going to cost you that much money. Ricardo Guerin Perez pleaded guilty to robbing the Burger King in James City County, Virginia. The Virginia Gazette reports... His lawyer argued that he was drunk at the time of the robbery. Oh, fuck yeah. I wish that excuse worked out more often than it does here. That never, like, that works in your 20s. Yeah. The minute, the minute that you turn 30, that excuse gets taken away from you. Like, sorry, I was drunk. And like, yeah, you were. And you're an asshole. I've like, used, doesn't... Yeah, I've used the excuse like more times than I can imagine. Like, uh, I've used it against ex-girlfriends, my parents, my boss after I came in two hours late. If it doesn't work there, it's not going to work in the court of law. It just, I don't think it's going to work out that well for Could him. Could you imagine if it did? If that was an actual valid excuse in, in law, like, everyone would be alcoholics and criminals. It'd be amazing going around, yeah, I'm sorry I robbed the bank, but I was drunk. They're like, oh, case dismissed. I can't imagine a lawyer that brings it up. He's like, I may not be a big city lawyer, but my client was drunk at the time. I think that's all I need to say, snap suspenders. I could see... <laughs> Instead of, like, hiding booze when you're drunk driving, you pull it out and just start chugging it in front of them. Like, I'm sorry, I was drunk. It doesn't count. <laughs> I want to live in this world. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, here it is. Burger King employees said that the incident occurred prior to 10.45 p.m. Good time to rob it uh, before, like, the uh, last call because not everyone's going to be there. There's going to be witnesses. People are going to kick your ass. Get it right there. That's a sweet point of a robbery. If you want to rob a joint... 10.45 p.m. is just like the... Yeah, Burger King, like, everybody's, like, done with their... Like, they don't give a shit anymore. Right. They're, like, they're not going to fight you. Everyone's either getting plastered or they're off, like, in bed already. So that's the sweet point right there. It is. I think so. Uh, they said that uh, Garen Perez initially appeared to be an angry customer, but then he approached the counter and demanded, give me your motherfucking money. That's a good. That's a good classic line. You yeah. don't want to be like a, a cerebral with this line. You just want to get that bottom line up front. I want the money. Give it to me now. <laughs> you don't want to try to be hip with it. Money. You got it. I want it. Yeah, that's not gonna. That's not gonna work. <laughs> it's like, huh? That was that was charming. Yeah. <laughs> did he say they robbed it with something like a gun or anything? He didn't. I don't see I don't it on see, here. Like, did like what did he? Robbery? What did he use to rob this joint? I hope he didn't use anything. Like he just walked up and said, "Give me fucking money," and they're like. This no. sounds less like a thing about a, like an angry guy robbing a store, more like a disgruntled employee who just, I'm going to get fired for some reason. Here, fucking take the money. Yeah. See, <laughs> attorney Robert Jones said that his client, Garen Perez, was drunk at the time of the robbery. He also said that his client was trying to steal enough money to pay for a hotel room. This was a shitty lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the one he got court appointed to him. Yeah. <laughs> You're the lawyer that explains that you did do the crime and this is how it went down and doesn't try to find a real reason to... The honor, I know he did this shit, but hear me out. <laughs> this is how he did it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Garen Perez counted the money and realized that he did not have enough to pay for a room. Oh, for the week. For the week? Oh, the week. shit. I guess so that maybe that $80 was the make or break, and he was depressed about the fact that I mean, he was just so, shy. I mean, he still got like a... What, how much did he get here? Like, he stole 300 bucks, dropped 80 of it on the way out. It's 220 Yeah, 220 so he still got enough for like a room for a few nights at least. I mean, 
you go to like the the King's Inn or the Red Carpet Inn, you're gonna be good for a minute. Also, like, if he stole this money, he's gonna be on the lamb. I don't think he'd be willing to stick around for the entire week. Unless he already has itinerary. I'm coming in from California. I want to visit all the spots. What if the hotel room he was looking at was next to the Burger King? Like he ah. just runs out and then goes right into the hotel next door. What <laughs> <laughs> if he stole all his money? He stole 300 bucks and then dropped 80 of it. Like, was it just like a Hans or Gretel situation? He just left some cash on the way over there in now, case he wanted to rob it to join again? I, I don't think it was just 80, honestly. Hmm. I'm thinking that there was a lot more than 80 bucks that he dropped. That's just what was left after the Burger King employees got to what was dropped. Ah, <laughs> fucking take this shit real quick. You work at a James City counter, County Burger King. Uh, yeah, you, there's going to be a few bucks missing out of the, uh, the amount taken out of the drawer. This will make up for that minimum wage. <laughs> I think it's minimum wage, which is, I think, going backwards now. I don't know. Like, or, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think you have to pay them now for minimum wage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. After this, he reportedly took the money to a nearby Hooters and continued to drink, according to York Pocosin General District Court records. Uh, Gavin Perez was cited for public intoxication on the same night. Uh, so Which goes I, with the lawyer's defense. See, he was drunk. The police say it is. Yeah, that's not helping your so. case at all. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> That's making it worse. But going to the fucking Hooters afterwards, that's just a bro move. He's like, yeah, I'm going to jail. There's not much I can do about this. I want, so, at least, I want to at least see like, the female form one more time before I hit the big house. Also, this was Christmas Eve. I don't know if that's like been... So what? Christmas Eve, the 24th of December is when this went down. <laughs> so Christmas Eve, dude rolls in, uh, rolls into a Hooters in James City... That is the loneliest time to walk into a Hooters at Christmas Eve. <laughs> he sits down next to the other dudes at the bar by themselves at a Hooters on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and goes, Jagerbaum, please. Yes, thank you. Uh, Are the waitresses also giving you the cold shoulder? Yes. Okay, let's all hang out together here. <laughs> Imagine being the waitress at a Hooters on Christmas Eve in James City County. <laughs> Like the sad, desperate, drunk people being like, I mean, you could be my Christmas present. Okay, you know what, Jim? Get the fuck out. Like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> Quit bringing flowers, Jim. I'm tired of this. Yeah, I know it's Jim. Christmas Eve, but I know what you're up to. Uh, he will return to court on April 15th for a pre-sentencing hearing. So uh, that's, that's a long time to wait. April. <laughs> Is it, that doesn't seem like a too big of a thing. It's like, if it's, I have to wait that long before you rob a joint, I'm tempted to rob a joint now if it takes that long before I sentence you. That's like four months. Yeah. You can get a lot done in four months. You can, like, flee the country. Yeah. <laughs> and, and end up robbing a place to get a hotel room in Jamaica. I don't oh, know. yeah. Like, that whole 220 bucks he got is going to really get a great place in Jamaica. That's why you got to go to a place like Eastern Europe where the the uh, the rate, the exchange rate is better. Ah. So you don't have to worry as much. Just stow away like, in a shipping container and end up there with their 220 bucks, which I'm sure ends up being like at least 250 in euros, I guess. I'm not sure how the exchange rate works out over there. I'm not sure, but I know Eastern Europe, two, $220, uh, that's not just a week in a hotel room. That's like two months in a hotel room and uh, all the booze you could drink and, uh, and uh, eaten like a king probably for 220 bucks. So that's why you don't rob Burger Kings in James City County. You rob uh, Burger Ivans in, uh, in, in oh, Siberia yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and you do a lot better for yourself. Also, um, when you go over like uh, Europe, like you don't have to worry about going to the Hooters. You just go to a red light district. I mean, that's way better than any Hooters I've been to. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I'll, like, fuck it. I'll sleep in an alley. Like there's a red light district here. That's, <laughs> where do you think my money's going? Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's what happened. That's a local uh, 
Booze Clues story. So raise your drinks to a, a local hero, doing his best to have a nice warm place to sleep on Christmas I Eve. I like the fact that the California guy's a local hero. Yeah, right. <laughs> we import our criminals. That's, that's how we do it around I've been here. to Richmond more often than once. I don't think you have to import any criminals. No, it's, it's just <laughs> a Richmond criminals or Richmond area criminals know how to not get caught. That's ah, like, I see. Yeah, you got to bring in the ones I know is to keep the revenue yeah. going. I got you. Yeah, from the cheers in the crowd, like, yep, that's me. We got to keep the economy going. Right bring in those yeah. dumb California folks. <laughs> they don't know how the word goes down yeah, around I'm sure here. sure bartender's getting real nervous now all of a sudden. Like, yeah, no, that's how we do it. All right, well, <laughs> yeah. shit. Because I like, I, I'm not aware, because I live in Lynchburg. So, like, I actually drove around here because I drive around to different gigs. Like, uh, and Lynchburg, kind of the same way Richmond is, like the same amount of crime, but it's a much smaller area. Like, I recently like, honked at a robbery because they were blocking the free space. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I said, fucking Mike, give him the wallet. Someone's going to steal the wallet from him, and they'll eventually get back to you eventually. Just and also, in Lynchburg, you're also going to get the Jesus is ashamed of you conversation oh, yeah. as you're robbing the store. So. Yeah, Jesus wants yeah. you to drink alcohol. And also, apparently, according to Graffiti in Richmond, Jesus is gay. Or uh, that, that happened. God is gay. Yeah, that's new graffiti that happened in Richmond. <laughs> so Richmond, that's Richmond's move. Lynchburg is like, Jesus would be upset with you. You know what? You, do you need money, honey? Here you go. You just you have yourself a good time. I take that, Marcus. You know my name. We know everybody here. It's Lynchburg. <laughs> <laughs> McAdoo's? Okay, so you hear it here first. If you're going to rob a place in Lynchburg, make sure it's McAdoo's. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's what we got there. So that's, that, that's, He should have robbed Lynchburg. No one knows who he is there. Just get in and get out and be like, true. ah, whatever. James yeah. City County. Well, I understand the, uh, the bright light of Hooters was too hard to resist, so he had to stick around. Also, imagine the cops rolling in, and he's just like sucking down wings. <laughs> Hooters. are like, all right, well, uh, we had reports of somebody that uh, matched your description that uh, dropped a bunch of money. He's got, like, money below him under the, the seat. I was about to say, the $80 out. is in a trail towards him, like a Hansel and Gretel trail. Exactly. It's like, oh, it's shit, like I should have Dollar bills it out. rolling out. Like, grease-covered dollar bills. Someone just hit him once. It was like Sonic the Hedgehog. He just released $80. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> um, all right, so that, that is our story for the uh, James City County. Give it up for Jake Snyder. Uh, you got any, uh, any stuff coming up? Any uh, stand-up shows? Uh, nothing. If you ever around Lynchburg or Roanoke or anywhere that's not really around here, just come out. I'm going to be around those shows, so come on out. Excellent. <laughs> it's kind of hard to plug gigs when, like, I'm at least two hours away from yeah, here's a gig true. I'm playing. If you want to drive two hours, then, uh, yeah. But uh, definitely let me know if you got some stuff coming up in the area, and, uh, and we'll get you a plug. Will so, do, man. I appreciate it. Give it up it. for Jake. We are back for 2020's GalaxyCon happening February 28th through March 1st in the Richmond Convention Center. And uh, we've got six panels for you this time. We had five last time. We've got six for you this time. Five live recorded podcasts and a Adventures in Podcasting panel as well. The schedule goes February 28th at from 5 to 5.50. We've got the Geeks Under the Influence panel. Six to seven on Friday is Smack My Pitch Up. Saturday from 4 to 4.50 is Geek Father. And uh, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. is Beautiful Disasters. That's going to be both showing a main feature film and then discussing it afterwards. They're going to be showing Space Truckers and then uh, showing both Space Truckers segments while talking about it and also segments of other films featuring celebrities that are at GalaxyCon. Then Sunday from 4 to 4.50 is Adventures in Podcasting where you can hear stories about our times uh, it, with Geeks Under the Influence, doing podcasting, stories from other conventions, stories from recording, 
and insights, information, uh, helpful clues. If, if you are interested in getting into podcasting yourself, then one of our newest shows, 545 to 645, is From the Mouths of Madness with my co-host from GUI, Lowdown Brown, and Fuck You, Hunter, as they discuss the favorite kills from horror movies, I believe, is their, uh, is their subject matter. So come out to the GalaxyCon and the Richmond Convention Center, February 28th to March 1st, and enjoy some Geeks Under the Influence live. It's free with uh, paid admission. Find more information at GUIPodcast.com or any of our social medias. We will see you there. Uh, we've got a returning uh, co-investigator for this next one, a uh, member that was on, I believe, the first Booze Clues that we ever did 11 months ago. I, th- I think it was the first one. We've got a, a great story from uh, from Florida, actually. We've got a Florida story here. So let's give it up for uh, Alan Terrell. I don't know if I've ever actually openly pronounced your last name. Did I do it right? Yeah, it's uh, okay. Uh, <sighs> Terrell, Terrell, however, wherever you're from, I don't care. Okay. I know it's like the bottom end of a paintbrush. That's all that it means in, in the English dictionary. So whatever comes to mind. Okay, so I've you're never not, been you're particular. Super no. offended by it. Not at all. Never. All right. So this story, this is from January seventh as well. I think our first story was January seventh. We've got some visual aids apparently for this. Yeah, you gave me something I needed a map for. So there's a lot happening on this one. Yeah. So Uh, this is from Brooksville, Florida, from the Tampa Bay Times. So before anything else, we always give a cheers for Florida man or woman whenever there's a Florida man or woman story. Florida man. To Florida man. I got a confession to make, Hobbit, that I've now done publicly. What's that? I was born in Florida. Oh no. So. All the jokes heavy-handed. Bring them on. I love it. They get, they get what but they get. But also, the last time we had a true blue Florida man on stage to do a story, he almost got completely naked. So, tr- true story. Uh, so. Not happening. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm disappointed 20 bucks this is, time. 20 bucks is 20 bucks, but yeah, still, fair. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, we've got, uh, we've got a... Uh, yeah, we've got some visual aids. Yeah, a little visual aids that right. I'm, I'm struggle bussing with here. Uh, we're gonna. This is a uh, bringing back out win, lose, or draw. I think that's what we're going to be doing this here. Is, okay. yeah, in the end, but uh, this is basically, for those that made it out tonight, you get the visual, because those that are on the podcast are listening to the faithful ones. I want to do some for the people that were here. Yeah, agreed. You is guys came out. Part of the reason that you want to come out to the live show is you get to see chicken masks and Pictionary. Right, exactly. That's, that's, so, that's what we do around here. We want you to have the nightmares that Grandma loves. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of nightmares, if you could read me the headline. Yeah, absolutely. Of this story here. Uh, okay, from the top. Pasco woman accused of hitting man with BMW comma, trying to pee on deputy. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll go through our saga. I'll get started here because um, it goes in sort of a time bandit oh, fashion. Wow, you, wow. There's a lot going on here. All right, Dimitri Martin. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of that. Yeah, I, he, I owe him 20 bucks because 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 but, bucks is 20 bucks. But uh, basically what's happening here is right. uh, a map. And I'll, I'll guide you Wow, you go. full like did the... the it's always sunny board. Uh, Pretty much. Here. Yeah. I didn't wear my tie, and, and I don't know anything about a spaghetti in, uh, policy, the, so we're good. The, the Probus Parable. Yeah, the Probus Parable, which is the name of the, the young lady in this, Serena Probus. Uh, if I may, I was going to say that. Uh, Serena Probus was charged with domestic violence and battery last week. While in jail, she was accused of hitting a man with her BMW in October, but said she was too high on cocaine to remember it. 
Again, I wish that was an excuse that you could use in court. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, I get away with this. I was too high on cocaine. Yes. So, and, and right here, it's, it's, it's almost a mathematical equation, basically. This is, uh, it, it, you get closer, there'll be photos. I'll pass it around the class that's here. So, 15 mile an hour impact of hitting the man on cocaine, then drove him later in the story to the hospital. Dro- drove the dude she hit with a car high on cocaine. But we'll read the story as it goes, if you could, Hobbit. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm sorry. Uh, Serena Maris Probus might not have much to smile about any longer. Wow! That's yeah. a dark way to start a story. Well, her mugshot <laughs> is like beaming, like, ah! Yes. Oh, yeah, she did not give a shit. Attempted in her, fan in her slaughter, picture. that's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, despite her beaming mugshot, the 20 year old yeah. Brooksville woman is. So, 20. 20, she's already peeing on cops and hitting people on cocaine. Gotta start them early, kid. Florida does it younger. Yeah, uh, Fl- Florida's yeah. on a different curriculum. Yeah. Uh, woman's facing multiple felony charges from two separate incidents. In one, yes. she's accused of hitting a man with her BMW. Here. Yeah, that's the top one there. Yeah, it's the that's top one. October yes. 10th at 9.30 p.m. Correct. Uh, although she told deputies she was too high on cocaine to remember doing so. And in another, she tried to pee on a deputy arresting her for a domestic violence incident arrest report show. Right, which I'm assuming was January 2nd because she was arrested on January 1st. But we'll get to that in a second. But yes, the pee-pee time was about here. And then again, it was in the AM. It was very uncertain. Uh, what I appreciate about this picture is she's like tied to a chair yes. getting locked up. And there's an arcing stream of yellow pee. Yes. Hitting like, the police officer in the face. He's not. And I don't know what he looks like, but I'm assuming, uh, I'm assuming the, 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 the Serpico mustache is what's happening here. So it, <laughs> it had to be... The P and the mustache go together, and I don't don't know. It's Florida. I don't know. Is that a but thing? P and mustache. P and mustaches. They, they go together. Is, that's a Florida yeah. thing, dude. All I can, right. I know. I I I can feel it. <laughs> so, yeah, and it was uncertain, but it, it, again, this jumps all over the place. But it gets better. Go ahead. There's so much in this story. Yes. Uh, Probus was initially arrested in the early hours of the new year, around 12:30 a.m. on January 1st, which is up top here. Yeah, it's so right yes. up there. Uh, there's some fighting and a kid. There's yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it, initially, if I may, I was going to say that uh, in the early hours, around 12:30 of January 1st, deputy said she was drunk and trying to leave her sister-in-law's home on a holiday with her six-month-old baby. Go, Florida woman. <laughs> her sister-in-law tried to stop her from leaving with a child wrapped around her arms. You said this wouldn't get sad, because <laughs> well, and the around Provis, kid's fine. Kid's fine. Yeah, kid's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, kid yeah, yeah, kid yeah. learned a lot. According to an arrest report, deputies say that Probus then bit her on the hand. So again, this I like is, that this is so hardcore that biting on uh, like biting was not even in the headline. Like love, you have to get a paragraph in before that even comes it's out. It's like yeah, the, uh, then 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 uh, uh, apparently a, a victim was bitten by Florida woman. When you got pissing on people and cocaine hit and runs, yeah, like biting, it's like I don't bit something too. It, it yeah. doesn't get more Florida than that. <laughs> Does it? Uh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, her sister tried to stop her from leaving the child and wrapped her arms around Probus, according to the arrest report. Deputies said Probus then bit her on the hand. Uh, deputies said Probus cursed at them and tried to kick out a window in the patrol yes. vehicle. The classic Florida move. Yeah, of course. And then, the, the, then shortly after, spit upon the officer as yes. like the door slams. And it's like, oh, good night. 
yeah, uh, as she was being arrested and was placed in a hobble restraint to bind her legs. Which I did a really good job drawing. If you can, pretty good. You guys got to get it on this, man. Come close to the stage, just don't jump on. But it, it's really good. It's black and white. It's classic. See, the problem with like me and my, my friends is that I'm not sure if that's like a actual police restraint item or a sex thing. Like, um, I'm not... <laughs> When the answer is yes on both counts. Yes. Okay. When in Florida, sir. Yeah. <laughs> do as the Floridians do. Yes. Meth. Meth yes. is yeah, the... Yeah. No, no, wait a minute. No. <laughs> as she was being restrained, deputies said she tried to pee on them, then spit on them once she was in the car. So... Yes. She was like, peeing's not enough. Gotta go with the spit as well. Okay. While in jail... On the misdemeanor domestic charge of violence, a felony charge of battery with a law enforcement officer, Provost was charged with a felony count of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon in a connection with a separate incident. Again, we have to go back to October here, yep. to the cocaine and the hospital drive, where deputy said she hit a man with her BMW SUV. So basically, they were looking for her for a while, yeah. and it took her peeing and spitting and biting people yeah. to, uh, to be like, oh, this, this has got to be her. And in and, 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 and the note of redemption, uh, she did, comma, however, drive the man to the hospital afterward, like a good Samaritan would. Just proof that everyone has a heart deep yeah, down somewhere. Yeah, you know, it didn't matter the cocaine, the booze. It's like, this is like, okay, you put a dent in my beamer. Oh, um, well, also, that might have just been a shitty move. Yeah. Where it's like, I could leave you here to die, but you deserve to suffer. I'm yeah. taking you to the hospital, so you're going to be in traction for months. Yep. So, according to the sheriff's office, Probus and a man were in the parking lot of the basement, a beer and wine bar in Pascal, on October 10th. Around 9.30 p.m., the two began to argue at the driver's side window of the black SUV as Probus sat in the driver's seat. Deputies say the man wanted to leave, and Probus sped up as he walked in front of the BMW, hitting him about approximately 15 miles per hour. So, what? Yeah, this is a whiner. It's 15 miles an yeah. hour. <laughs> you like, come me. on. You roll up on the hood, you slide back down off. You're hey, fine. Hey, you made me drop my meth, bitch. Yeah, right? That's what it was. He dropped yeah. his meth. And, and, uh, <laughs> sending him to the hood as, as she drove, she braked and he fell into the concrete. She then drove him to the hospital. Probus initially told deputies she recalled being at the bar, but in a separate interview said she was high on cocaine and doesn't remember the evening. That is some brass balls right there being like, I mean, maybe I was really high on cocaine. So oh, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> which, which gets you out of most things in Florida. So uh, that's the, it's called the, the Florida blow rule. So uh, I'm, so I'm yeah. told. I, it's, it, the, it snows sometime in Florida. So <laughs> according to her arrest report, according to the sheriff's office, Yes. Probus then, sent a <laughs> Probus then sent the man the message that said, Tell Detective Murphy I hit you with the car. I'm a sick... Whatever that means. Tell, you, <laughs> tell her you deserved it, and I would do it all over again if I could. <laughs> Highlighted here. So yeah, send the man a message afterwards being like, Yeah, I didn't. I hope he burns in hell. <laughs> You're at the hospital. Time to make a check. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, uh, oh. Probus is currently being held in the Pasco County Jail. I'm Say it isn't so, sir. I really want to like keep following up on Probus because this sounds like it's a possible run, Ronnie, run situation. Uh, to be continued at the bottom. Yeah, because there's no way that... 
she's just going to be calm and collected in jail. Florida's a big state. Yeah. And uh, I was going to say from the from the panhandle down to, to the Everglades, like, we're going to see this woman again. Like, this this is your cash crop now. So. Like, it's like trying to be a, uh, a stand-up comedian in New York City where it's a big pond for that sure. kind of thing. Ah, lot uh, of so it's hard to really stand out. Kind of the same in Florida with yeah. crime. Uh, where you've really got to go the extra extra effort to really... Yes. To shine. And, and at a twenty, at the tender age of twenty, the learning age of twenty, right before you can do all the things that you've already been doing, you know, it's just it, it's Florida's like like graduation program. This is their pomp and circumstance, as so, far as I'm concerned. So this is this is a Florida woman that was playing in the minor leagues, like was a yeah. rising star, but at the at the ripe young age of twenty, really showed that she had some real big league uh, potential. Exactly, here. like the the the. The door of the, the Chevy Silverado busts open, <laughs> and it's her father. It's like, hey, Serena, sit down. I want to talk to you. Yes, Dad. All right. By the way, Dad, it's Serena. <sighs> Whatever. I don't remember your name <laughs> half the time. Now, look at me. Look me in the eye, sweetie. When you get, when you're old enough, okay? Okay, maybe when you're not quite old enough. Right, right before you're old enough, okay, you're going to meet a special man. And then this BMW I gifted you from a friend Tony at the track. Don't look at me like that. Look at me, okay? Look at me. This is a life lesson. You hit him no more than 15 miles an hour. That's not a manslaughter charge. That's only assault, okay? <laughs> I learned this wonder, a long time ago. I wonder if that's like a specifically Florida rule. Everywhere else it's attempted manslaughter, but Florida it's like, if it's under 15 miles an hour, 15. it's fine. <laughs> 15, it's clean. No worries. Yeah, that's the, if it's 15, it's clean. That's Ooh. on signs on the interstate. Ooh. Yeah. On that, <laughs> on that note, I know a guy who didn't kill himself. Yeah, I think that's about all we need to do with this. Because we're only going to be dug deeper if we... But, uh, yeah, yeah no. Uh, like I said, uh, the Probus parable has taught us many things. But it, at the end of the day, we, in every parable, there's a lesson to be learned. And, and the lesson learned, if you get away with, with uh, cocaine crime here, uh, then don't get arrested within you know, a couple months by doing other crime, I think, is the rule. And should you take upon the, the, the habit of being a corrections officer, uh, wear a raincoat. Also, I do want to point out that on January 1st, the, the biting incident with the baby and the, yes. and, the, uh, and the resulting peeing and spitting, that was at 12.30. So... She was going hard before that ball dropped. Oh, yeah. No, the, the whole, like, it was a, a heave-ho, like, back and forth, like, between the, the sister-in-law. That's my, that's my nephew. You're not driving. And then the other one's like, I'm Florida woman, bitch. Slap. And then just all of a sudden, the super strength <laughs> that came upon her, she's like, you don't know me. One day I'll piss upon everyone here, and you'll know my name. And here we are. Like after that, that second fifth of vodka, she sees the, the force ghosts of the Florida people before her and they fill her spirit and allow her to drive off with a kid in the car. Is pretty that, much. Pretty much. How that works. <laughs> yeah. Just dad in the background. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. So that's that's our Florida story for the <laughs> evening. Florida uh, woman. Yeah, there's so, and again, the map will be available after, before and after the show as well, so... Yeah, so you can take a look at it. There's some yeah. real nice detail done. Yeah. I especially, specifically, take a look at the arcing piss into the cop's face. That's yes, really... Yes. That's pure art. I, so. I, I did a lot of math. <laughs> I can see that there's... You can see the trajectory of the spit as yes. well. 
to the directly middle of its forehead. There's no guesswork involved in this. Also, the middle finger, well restrained, well spitting on the cop. That's that's standard. That's standard. That is standard Florida. Floridian salute. That's called the Floridian salute. The Floridian actually. salute, yeah. sir. <laughs> yeah. So. And that might be the name of this episode is the Floridian Salute. The Floridian yeah, Salute. Yeah. <laughs> so please give it up for Alan. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is glorious. <laughs> so you thought this was just comedy, but you didn't know it was going to be educational. So on your next, your next trip down to Florida, you, you know now the Florida Salute. So you know how to properly greet other Floridians uh, when, you, when you head out there. Got one more story here before we uh, conclude the evening. This comes from January 2nd of 2020 out of Sacramento, California. And this was uh, given to us by foxnews.com. To help me with the last story of the evening, uh, let's give it up for Jesse Perlstein. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, man, my pleasure. This is fun. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I, I'm not the one to thank. Uh, we gotta thank the people that did this shit. So we could do these stories. Maybe we should do a moment of silence for them, just in their honor. I don't know. But. I think for this, we just need to do a cheers for yeah. all the people that committed all these amazing crimes. Assholes! That's right. <laughs> now, this one is California, but it could very easily be something that takes place in Florida. Um, this... I, I'm kind of upset that I was not invited to this New Year's Eve party. Uh, if you could read the headline for me. New Year's Eve swingers party upsets hotel guests. There's crazies in the hot tub. Yeah. Woo. Crazies in the hot tub. Yeah. Uh, from January 2nd, 2020, a California traveler who discovered he had booked his family into the same hotel that was hosting a New Year's Eve swingers party is outraged and wants a refund, according to reports. Honestly, I think that if you are staying in a Sheraton on New Year's Eve, like what else are you expecting but like a swingers party? That's kind of your fault. It, yeah, if you're in any hotel <laughs> New Year's Eve, yeah, you've got to expect there's going to be some weird shit happening. I think he's just really sad he wasn't included. He's like, I'm here with my four shitty kids. <laughs> like, you guys aren't going <laughs> to... <laughs> my wife Darla's really let herself go. She doesn't like, doesn't like my touch anymore. Not adventuresome in bed whatsoever, Darla. God damn it. <laughs> Our marriage is cold. <laughs> and then he looks outside and it's like the scene from uh, Christmas Vacation where it's just like, like buxom women jumping into the pool with their tops off. Yeah, that's and exactly standing, what happened. Hand on the window, just wishing for a different life. And he just takes his kids and he points out there and says, see kids, that's what happiness looks like. Yeah. Well, this is something you're never going to grasp uh, and that I will never have either, uh, thanks to your mother. Uh, Especially my mother, yeah. <laughs> uh, people that are spending good money to stay at the Hilton. Sorry, the Hilton. Well, that's different. No, it's not. Um, should be aware of what's going on under their nose. Yeah, that's a bad phrase right there, under your nose. Like, you really don't want to know about anything under your nose at a swingers party, I think. That's just... Also, what's going on? It's people having consensual sex with each other. Oh, no, at a hotel? That's never happened. I got four kids. No, I've never had consensual sex. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Dar Darla's pushy. Uh, um, especially if they have families. The father of four who requested anonymity, that word, uh, told Fox 40 of Sacramento, and you know, there's a hot tub there, and there's crazies in the hot tub. Okay. If it is New Year's Eve at a hotel anywhere, right, and you don't want a party, 
you don't go to the hot tub. Don't go to a hotel on New Year's Eve. That would be like step one, but definitely yeah, step, step two is, is just avoid the hot tub at that point. Get Again. like an Airbnb or right. something. You know, something right. where like it's just a civilized you. person. Yeah, but no, a Hilton. Yeah. And you know, Sacramento, there's not a, anything else to do up there, so they'll party. Yeah. I hear it's terrible. <laughs> there's nothing. Sacramento, or it's like we're the Florida of California. I think that's pretty much their motto. <laughs> right? yeah. It's like Florida, but with more hippies. Um, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Uh, the man and his family were actually staying at a Doubletree Hotel in Sacramento, but Doubletree is owned by Hilton. I, you know what? That's really, really what I needed to know in this story is the ownership uh, rules of hoteling. Yeah. Yeah, it's owned by the Hilton family, which is made famous by a sex tape. Yep. And you're going there on New Year's Eve. Oh my God, there's a swingers party. How horrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you guys should know that this is not appropriate for Hilton. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Uh, the swingers party was being hosted by an outfit called Allures, which was expecting about 800 people to participate. Holy shit. That's just good business on the hotel's part. Like, they're like, yeah, 800 guests. We, I think we'll take that money. Yeah, Fuck yeah, your we're family gonna, of we're four. gonna really be worried about the money from this like married couple family of four, uh, or the eight hundred people that want to fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're taking that fuck money. I just like how apparently they <clears throat> arranged for a dungeon room. Uh, how the hell do you make a dungeon room in a Hilton hotel? That's what I really want to know. Like, uh, you, it's just sex toys that fold. That's okay. all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just you got to make sure that it folds up. Okay. According to promotional materials reviewed by the Sacramento Bee, accommodations for the 21 and older event was said to include 10,000 feet of dance space, dungeon room uh, featuring devices for enhancing sex acts. I think that's just Barry White. Yeah, I think that's, pretty much. It's just Barry White performing. Um, the sex party guests were supposedly staying in a separate area away from other guests. Uh, but the anonymous outraged father told Fox 40 of Sacramento that he still thinks the hotel's management should have warned him what would be happening under the same roof. Are they supposed what to warn him? Right. How do you think hotels work? By the way, the dude next to you likes Nickelback. Like, where's the line? We don't know how to tell you this, sir, but there's people having sex in this hotel tonight. <laughs> like, like, come on. Like, why do you think they're at a hotel, like, on New Year's Eve? Yeah, on New Year's Eve, there might be people <laughs> in this hotel fucking. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I know, the whore. In Sacramento? <laughs> I never. <laughs> uh, I'm at the point where I don't even want to bring my family into that environment. You're at the point where? Like, so there was a point you're like kind of cool with it? I think for a while he was like kind of lukewarm, but he was like, no, man, I'm, I'm past that point anymore. I'm not bringing my kids to the Hilton in Sacramento. At one point he's like, you know what? They got to learn about this stuff sometime. Uh, I think it's totally wrong that the Hilton is putting on something like this. Uh, he said that he tried to negotiate a refund with the hotel but came away dissatisfied. He was the only person among those 800 who walked away dissatisfied. Yeah, everybody so, else like, was very satisfied. <laughs> That's just, he should have just joined in. Then he would have been right. right. <laughs> uh, pay money and not get a refund pisses me off, he told Fox 40. They were kind of rude to me. He actually sent me a survey on my phone, like, within the last hour. They asked if they helped me out, and I wrote, poor, 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 poor. No, you did not help me out. You won't give me my money back. Of course they were shitty to you. You're telling them that they don't need to have a bunch of, like, 
sex crazed like partiers on the property. You know, every single person working at that hotel is like, I know when I get off where I'm going uh, to get off. Uh, that's <laughs> Finally, this job pays off. Uh, a Hilton spokesperson shared the company's view with Fox 40. From a company perspective, we do not discriminate against any individual or group, and our goal is to provide a welcoming and safe environment for all guests visiting our hotel. Well, their well goal done. is to make money. Like, yeah, yeah 800 like, oh, paying we're, people, we're going to fucking take them. Get yeah, the fuck out of here. 800 people show up and want to pay us money, we're going to take their money. <laughs> I think uh, the person I feel sorry for is the cleaning crew. Oh, no. Like... <laughs> I figure that they probably have in the literature for allures, make sure to leave a big tip for oh. your uh, for your maid's uh, service. Leave a big something. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> also, imagine the things that were left in those hotel rooms. I don't. Oh. <laughs> uh, the station also received a statement from the independent owner and manager of the Doubletree where the party took place. It read, there is a private event that has been booked for New Year's Eve. We take the comfort and privacy of all of our guests very seriously. As with any large event, the utmost care is taken to assure there is no disruption to other guests, including additional security. With that being said, we understand if a guest feels they would like to cancel their reservation and will, of course, accommodate them in the best of our ability. So, basically, you didn't cancel your reservation. Um, we cater to everybody and don't want to be known as the hotel in Sacramento that doesn't do the sex parties. I think if I had drawn a diagram like Alan to depict this, it would have been just a bunch of stick figures fucking and then a really disappointed family at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, that would actually describe conversations I have with my family on holidays. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Is telling stories of stick figures fucking and the disappointed <laughs> family. I think that's how that goes. Uh, you've been to my Christmas, have yeah, you? We might be related. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, basically the, the deal here is that Sacramento hotels are rad as shit. <laughs> and they're, they are down to get down. Sacramento uh, tourism has actually increased by 20% you since right? this like, oh, story this, has come out. This is where all the sex parties are. And don't go to the Florida sex parties. Those get real weird. Right. <laughs> the only thing Sacramento has is like one family that's kind of mad about it. The only advantage of a Florida sex party is no teeth, so you don't have to worry about that problem. That's true. No scraping. Uh, but oh, don't awe that. You were all thinking it. <laughs> Also, after know. everything else that we said tonight, that's the part <laughs> that you're upset about? I like it a bit. <laughs> All right, fair I mean, different strokes for different folks, but some yeah. people are into gumming, you know? Like, those octonagerians, they have weird things that they do. <laughs> STDs are on the rise in that population. So, weirdly, I'm not usually a big fan of, like, giving props to major, like, major corporations and such, but yeah. I think Doubletree definitely did the right thing here. They were like... Yo, like, we can't say, we're, we're not like the Jesus Corporation. We're not going to be passing judgment on what people do or do not do in our hotel rooms. Uh, we, Like, you have to fill out a form like, will you be having orgies? Yes. Okay. Well, then you can't stay here. That that doesn't work. Um, they did what they should have done. They, they catered to their clientele. They apologized, but also not offering a refund because you don't like who you're staying next to. That creates a really problematic policy if you can get a refund simply by not liking the other people in the hotel. Also, I didn't say that he actually saw anything other than people in the hot tub, too. Like, oh, oh I saw some no, crazy you people know in the hot they tub. were fucking in the hot tub. Of course I know they're fucking in the hot tub. It's New Year's Eve at a Sheridan. Everybody knows that, but come on. 
<laughs> they had nothing to do with the sex party. Half of them probably weren't even swingers. They're just people who are there on New Year's Eve. Like, <laughs> there's like the cool aunt and uncle that are also uh, traveling with them that are just like, I mean, we're still going to the hot tub. <laughs> yeah, like his wife Darlene's there actually. Yeah, like, right. right. It's like this is That's why he's mad because his wife just suddenly disappeared at yeah. some point in the night. Yeah. It's like, God damn it, I married a whore. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I knew that when I married her, but but I still, she was yeah, just for me. Yeah, it's just for me. Yeah. Not eight hundred other people. So yeah, this actually reminds me a little bit of uh, there's a uh, weekender that I used to go to a lot in uh, Winston Salem that was like car show and rockabilly bands played and stuff. And there was hotels nearby where all the like rock and roll kids hung out and partied and stayed at during yeah. the uh, during the the weekender. And every year there was some other convention that was booked around the same time. One time it was like Latter Day Saints were parked in the uh, were were booked in the same hotel. One year, and this is the weird one, it was at like a, a little kid beauty pageant for like three year old kids. <laughs> So there's like staggering, wasted rock and roll dudes covered in tattoos and spike jackets and stuff and a little kid in a princess gown. And the thing is, there was no issue. I didn't hear any stories of anybody being mean to the little girls. It was more of just like the uncomfortable parents as the rock and roll dude leans over. It's like, you're adorable. What are you, you know, are you, you're going to do good. You're going to be number one. And the kid being stoked, the parents just not being into it. <laughs> And I just wish that hopefully that same thing happened in an elevator in this hotel where there's just naked people roll into, a, into an elevator with the kids. Oh, yeah. You know that definitely like, had to happen. Where are you traveling through to, kids? Oh, man. You guys have a nice family vacation. Yeah. I remember. I, I missed my family vacation. It was so good. And the kids are just like, yeah, this is cool. Mom is terrified. Dad's <laughs> mad. Dad's complaining to management. <laughs> Which is funny because that's exactly how my family vacations happen. So I feel like uh, this dad is just a Karen. Like is that dad pretty, is being a Karen he, right he's, now. He's yeah. asking for the manager and like he's the guy who goes to like and he's in the aisle of the grocery store and always asks for the manager no matter what. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what he does. So uh, that's I think about the best we can do with this New Year's story here. Basically, the hotel did the right thing. Uh, the dad's being a Karen. Yeah. Is, uh, it, he's mad because his life didn't turn out the way that he wanted to, and he's taking out a bunch of people that are making their life exactly the way they wanted it to turn out to be. So, Happy New Year's, bitch. Yeah, Happy New Year's indeed. <laughs> so on this note, I need you to stay up here. I need my other, uh, my other co-investigators to come on up. Uh, at the end of our booze clues, what we like to do is find the conspiracy. We try to figure out how all of these stories connect with each other. And uh, we have the help of this nice little little uh, board here now. So um, I'm going to need your guys' help to help me figure out exactly how these all come together. So these are all in wildly different parts of the country. Like Siberia? Like That's Siberia. a pretty wildly different part of the country. Now, I think the clear connection here is that the Burger King robber was from California. Yeah. Mm. And I, I think... And this was also a week after the New Year's party. So I think probably part of the reason that he didn't have enough money for his trip is he was spending too much money on booze and sex toys for the swingers party. He just assumes that like, every single uh, hotel party just assumes he's going to have an orgy out there. So that's why he was gunning to try and get in there. He was there. like, I'm going to be in, in this next one for a week. <laughs> I got to be, be in there for a week. 
At least some of that is to clear up some of the, the infections we're going to get afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Some dude at a truck stop is like, oh, yeah, the sex party's in James City County or where it's at. <laughs> we got a gun for it, man. Just Cross like Florida. Country trip. Just like Florida, no teeth. You're good. Uh, it's like a National Lampoon's vacation, but with a grittier turn. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's, I think so. that's actually where Florida woman was driving to, too, when she got coked out of her mind and hit that dude with her BMW. That's true. I mean, th- you figure that 800 people at a swingers party, they're not all locals from Sacramento. Right. Like, there's some traveling going on. So we've got Florida woman uh, coked out. There's a reason why she was so comfortable being restrained by the cops. She's like, this is just like, what I missed out on this. I didn't make it to my New Year's plans. So, so thank you. This is, like, this is like plan B right here. Also, I'm into water sports. Pee! That's the thing. She wasn't actually trying to be nasty to the cops. She was just really into into spitting in faces and peeing on people and getting restrained. So she thought it was a party. Like she was ready to go. She was like, "Oh, you're not the stripper." I thought, "I'm sorry." Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, you know how the butterfly effect is. Like every time a butterfly flaps its wings, you know things go into motion. Yeah. Well, I feel like that has to be said for every time a pig in Siberia loots a supermarket for booze. Uh, fucking women pee on officers in Florida. <laughs> that old gem. <laughs> that yeah. old chestnut right there. Or uh, there is also the possibility uh, we got the pig a fly effect. Or yes, the, <laughs> that's that rolls off the tongue. That though. really rolls yeah. off the tongue. What I'm also thinking maybe is that. Uh, the farmer that was in charge of these pigs actually was on vacation at the uh, the Sacramento Fuck Fest tw- 2020 uh, that was happening. And the pigs were mad because they didn't get included, and the only way they know how to cope with their feelings is to get shit-faced drunk. They were so. using the cognac as a crutch and, uh, and <laughs> trying their best to... Uh, to deal with the loneliness that came in as their, uh, as their owner was far away right, on a swingerthon in Sacramento. <laughs> I, I love the amount of work that you're putting into this, uh, this graphic here. Uh, by the way, for those listening to this episode, uh, we will have pictures of the boards available uh, with, with the release of this episode. Uh, it's, a, it's a pig that wants to fuck, yeah. Oh, yeah no, no, no. <laughs> there we go, we need the arrows for sure. All right, so I think the main thing really is that this utter chaos that stemmed like in a pigify effect from this convention that was all out of sorts, buck wild, upset a family. Um, a woman wasn't able to make it because she was partying a little too hardy before the uh, fuck fest 20, 2019. Yeah. In Sacramento. Uh, pigs were let loose. Chaos ensued. Mass hysteria. So uh, basically, just plan better before you go to your, your swinger-thons, yes. I think is the, the moral of the story here. So. I have at least more than 220 bucks of cash on you. Yeah, more than 220 bucks uh, when trying to go to a swinger-thon. Don't lose the other 80. <laughs> yeah, don't lose the $80. Drink booze off the floor. <laughs> floor booze is cheaper. It's on discount. Yeah. It adds character. Yeah. There's just a price tag attached to a straw and a map. <laughs> That's how you get your floor booze. So um, this is, I think... Uh, the best we're going to be able to... Do you, was that the owl from the Tootsie Roll yeah. commercials? <laughs> okay, all right. So that's what we got for this uh, episode of Booze Clues. Thank you, everybody, everyone who came out for the live show. We appreciate it. We do this every second Sunday here in the dark room. Yeah! Woo! Uh, appreciate you coming out. Uh, definitely follow 
uh, Booze Clues on social media. We've got a Twitter page. Uh, we've got a Facebook page. Uh, you can also follow Geeks Under the Influence Network on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It'll have pictures from the show. It'll have more information about future events. Uh, give it up for your co-investigators this evening. Really digging deep to find the real insight into these stories. I deeply appreciate it. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for sticking around. And as we say here, case closed. GUIPodcast.com <laughs>